Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential, and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second, and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Maximum Octane. I am super, super duper excited to have my friend, Gilda Dykeman, on today. Hi, Gilda. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Good morning. Gilda is the owner and operator of Cars Automotive and Muffler in California. And, um, but that's not why um, having her on today, a lot of times I have business and leadership topics. And so today is going to be a little bit different because Gilda has a lot of insight to something that we can all use to benefit in our lives and enrich our lives and make it better. And so want to just get started and jump right into it. So we okay with that, Gilda? I'm Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, Gilda and Mike have been blessed with two beautiful, intelligent, smart, funny. They are funny boys. And Actually, they're, they're little, men now. They're men. men. They're 22 years old. It's just so hard because I've known you for so long. I think, what I were they, like 12 or 13 or something when I met yeah. you? So they're a little bit different. So want to talk about that and how people that are a little bit different can bring joy into our lives. And uh, we got to get out of our heads and our way and look at all the possibilities. So you want to share a little bit about Trent and uh, I mean, uh, Troy and Brent. Yeah, I'm combining their names. I just gave them one name that probably happens with twins, right? My you know? dad used to do that same thing. He used to call Brent and Trent, but it is Brent and Troy. And <laughs> So just a correction, I don't like to call them different. I okay. just like to call them special. All right. So Brent and Troy are my identical twin boys, and they are blessed of having autism. And I guess I say blessed now because when we first had the boys, I always thought it was a curse or it's like, why did the higher above do this to us, you know? And of course, everybody said, oh, well, you know, God wouldn't give you something that you couldn't handle, you know. So, you know, a little a little um, resentment from the guy above. But um, it's been a journey since they were born, even before their diagnosis. So um, let's just say they started walking and running at 10 months old. So life has been full so, octane, full octane since, since uh, 2000. Yeah. So, so yeah. you had twins, so two children at the same time running and walking at under a year. So yes. that in itself is, holy cow, holy cow. Yeah. So, um, because they're identical twins, they both have autism because they share the same genes, you know, so basically it's genetic, 
you know, you can't tell me other than other than that. So, you know, there's so many myths about why they have them, why this, that, but they're identical and they both have it. So, yeah. So it's been, it's been challenging, mostly fun through, through the years, but I think challenging is when they become adults because you don't have the school system, you know, there behind you making, making all the plans for you, you know, you know, putting, putting the special IEPs and things like that. And, and therapists are like kind of not there anymore. And so it's basically mom, dad, and your kids, you know, your adult kids trying to figure out what they want to do in life. And so Brent and Troy were definitely, were done with school. You know, they loved it until they were out of it. And so anytime I want to say, oh, let's go do this program. Well, is there homework, mom? Do we have to go to school? Do we have to do that? I'm like, so it's been very challenging. You know, we've had some therapists um, for, it's called tailored service, you know, trying to get them to learn about how to be on interviews, fill out applications and, and go on interviews. And then that's where the struggle is that nobody wants to give them a chance. So a little background on, on Brent and Brent, you know, he's gone through all this. He is, he is the one that is very mellow, the sweetest, sweetest. He'll do and do anything I ask him to do. He's very responsible. And of course he's gone on a bunch of interviews. He can, if you give him a direction and, you know, he'll, he'll do it, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, us, you know, you learn something and it just becomes automatic. You just keep on doing it, keep on doing it. And so it's the same to them. If you teach them something, you know, you may have to show them a hundred (laughs) times, but they do it, you know, with no complaints. And then there's Troy. Troy is my little handful. He's my apple of my eye, you know, and that little sucker, he's already had two jobs. We got him a job at the local nursery, the plant nursery, um, in town. And they were very willing, accepting because they have had special adults do the job. And of course it was pruning and watering. And of course it's in the middle of summer. It was really hot, you know, so he didn't really like it. And he loves food. You know, you know, I think they teach them, teach food in the beginning of their life, you know, in therapy. If you do, if you clap your hands once, you get a Cheerio. If you clap it twice, you get two Cheerios, you know? <laughs> so it's it's kind of like the treat. If you do a job well done, you get a food, you know? So so in town, we had a little Italian restaurant. They, were, they had a sign, hiring exceptional adults. And I'm like, oh my God, this is perfect. Troy loves food. And so, and he was going to culinary school. And Wait, I so, love that, hiring exceptional adults. I love that. I just yeah. got like... I love it. So, I mean, I took a picture of it. I gave it to the therapist. And so they called me, well, it's kind of in the middle of, you know, the pandemic, you know, give us a few more months until we get, you know, back into the rhythm, you know, with customers and stuff. So, you know, we waited a few months and he contacted the guy and he goes, okay, we'll hire him. And so hire him for like three days a week in the evening, you know, to do um, salad prepping. And so... So he was doing that. And about, you know, a month later, I guess the owner who was the one that was all for hiring exceptional got sick. And so his manager was running it. And so like Troy shows up for a shift and he lets him go like two hours later and says, oh, we're slow. Go home. You know, 
Next day, oh, we're slow, we'll go home. And so on Sunday, he shows up and he goes, well, you're not scheduled on Sunday. So so they started cutting his hours. And then about three months into all this stuff, you know, they had to close the restaurant because they didn't recover from pandemic. And now Troy's out of work, period. You know, so while Troy was working, I felt really bad because Branko's mom why does Troy get all the jobs? You know, I, I, I don't get the jobs. I'm like, Bubba, we just haven't found an employer that is understanding. I go, you don't want to work for somebody that doesn't understand, you know, your differences. And he goes, okay, mom. And so, so I felt really bad, you know, it's just like, you know, he was like, oh, as down. a mom, but, my, my heart, it, going it just... on, going on interviews. And so we had an interview at a local um, chain restaurant, Brent and, so his therapist was not with us and, or she was off the day. So I'm like, okay, I got to go with him, you know? And then he goes, well, I can do it, mom. I can do it. And I said, oh, I know I can, but I just want to make sure that he knows your differences. And if he has any questions for me specifically, because, you know, your, your tailored service person is not going to be here with you. So he goes through the interview and I'm sitting right there. I'm my, you know, I'm just, I go, if you need me, I'm here to answer any questions and so, you know, the manager goes, oh, well, we've hired exceptional, you know, adults. And I'm like, OK, great. And Tro- Brent answered all the questions head on. And so, you know, so the interview ends and, you know, he thanks us for coming. And so, you know, Brent, you know, shakes his elbow. He didn't want to touch him, you know, and he goes, Mr. Mike, he goes, I just want to let you know, if you hire me, I will not disappoint you. I will not let you down. And I hope to hear from you. And I'm just like, mama's like, oh, I'm oh like crying. God. I'm That's crying it. right now. So, you know, we walk out and I said, Brent, I go, you made me the proudest mama. That was the best. That was your best sentence you did in your whole interview. And he didn't get the job. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I go, I just felt so like how we felt. I mean, he did such a great interview, you know, for being special and didn't even give him a call back, nothing. Or they sent him a, a generic corporate email. Thank you for coming. Which and, we do that all the time, unfortunately. A lot of right. business owners do that all the time. And it's horrible, regardless of who your applicant is. Right. So so then so then I was talking to my husband. I said, you know, why don't we just bring Brent to the office, you know, and have him, you know, work for us, you know. And, and so, you know, we sit him down and we're like, okay, Brent, mommy and dad want to make a proposal to you. Why don't you come to work for the, the family business? We'll start you from the bottom up. And so, okay, we, first I have to go back like a few years because this is like, these are the isms that I get. So, you know, I tell Brent Troy, so Brent Troy, do you want to come and help mommy at work? And he goes, well, what are we going to do, mom? I said, well, you know, you'll sweep, you'll clean, you know, you got to start from ground zero. You know, you got to clean the bathrooms. You got to sweep, you have to help the techs, shred paper, you know, do little things for mommy. And Troy goes, okay, remember, Troy's my apple, right? And Troy goes, bathrooms? He goes, (laughs) that's what we have Karina at home to do. And he goes, I'm, he goes, I'm the owner's son. We don't clean bathrooms. And I went, oh my God. I'm like, okay, so this is how it's going to go. And I said, well, Troy, then you're not going to have to be able to work for mommy and daddy because, you know, daddy cleans toilets even to this day, you know, mommy cleans them. So, okay, so so let's go back to Brent, you know. And so I said, okay, Brent, mommy and daddy have a proposal. You know, why don't you come work for mommy and daddy? We'll pay you X amount of dollars and you're going to help mommy in the office like you always do. And he's my best filer. I'm so stressed. 
I have no stress at my office. He does all my filing and Troy does all my shredding and Brent reconciles my statements. Yeah, give him the statements, give him all the invoices of all my vendors and he highlights to make sure they're all there. And and so anyway, so he goes, he goes, okay, well, what I'm going to do. And so I tell him everything he has to do. I said, but remember, mommy and daddy are, you know, bought your boss, you know, and you got to listen to all the employees that they ask you. And they're like, okay. And he goes, well, thank you for the opportunity, but I need to think about that. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, okay. You know, so, so they really taught him all the skills, you know, for right. interviews and stuff. So about an, two days later, he goes, all right, mom, he goes, I've thought about it. I think I'll take you up on the offer. I go, but we need to sit down and, and we got to find out what my schedule will be because I have some obligations other than mom and dad's office, you know? So I'm like, so, you know, we go through all this. He goes, okay, I accept, you know? So he comes a few weeks, a few days out of the week and, you know, he makes my life in my office better. And, um, so in the meantime, now Troy has no job, you know, so he's, you know, home and he comes to the office when, you know, he finishes his workout with their trainer. And, and so he goes, well, am I going to get paid like Brent? I said, no, you're not going to get paid like Brent because you just sit there and you're always on break. And I go, you have to show being responsible. Brent does his, his stuff. And, and, um, so anyway, so that's kind of our little story of Brent and Troy working in the office. And um, and they don't call you mom and dad at the office, right? Oh, Which gosh, I love. No. no. So you want, to, want to talk about that? Because I just, it just, it's so their personality, like they're just, they, they, they just crack me up. And so they don't call you mom and dad at no. the office. No. So, so it was like Brent's first week as being, you know, working and as an employee, not just volunteering for the family business. And he goes, I go, okay, Brian, it's time to go. We need to go home because, you know, we got, mommy has to cook dinner. And he goes, he goes, okay, Mrs. Dykeman. I went, excuse me? <laughs> excuse me? He goes, I go, he goes, mom, we're at work. You're not mom and dad. You're Gilda, Miss Gilda or Mrs. Dykeman. I'm like, I go, you can call me Gilda like everybody else does in the office. He goes, okay. So, you know, we go out and I go, okay, bye, Mike. You know, Mike, Mike's in the pit in the muffler shop and, and Brent's right behind me. Goes, bye, Mister Dykeman. I'll see you tomorrow. And I'm like, and Mike stops. He goes, Brent, it's Daddy. He goes, Dad, we have to be professional. We're at the office. I love and it. And so, so I mean, you know, they're they're he. Brent is 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 funny, you know, in his quiet. And, and they're thing. really hard workers. They're Eagle Scout. I mean, that that's no easy feat to get your Eagle Scout. Yeah, right, so both of them eagled out, and so that was that was a journey. I think Mike should have got his eagle merit badge as well, and he didn't. But um, we made his his the ceremony special for him, so he felt honored. But um, you know, so but Brand, you know, he you know he says, well, you know, Mom, this is only a temporary job because I you know until I get a real job. And I'm like, so working at Mom's <laughs> business and Daddy's business is not a real job. He goes. Well, it's the family business, mom. This is not really a real job. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, well, but I think that's so important because they don't want things handed to them. They want to work for things and they want yeah. to have a position and they want to be independent and get their own job and, and have an identity separate from. And yeah, so I, I was really um, hesitant to bring them in. I mean, you know, come in and help, you know, you know, clean, you know, volunteer. That was great. But bringing them in as, as, you know, somebody on the team, 
because, you know, we're not going to be there forever as owners. You know, we want to retire and I don't want them to be stuck because the new owners may not hire them or, you know, we were going to sell to one of our employees, but he moved on. And, you know, that was kind of the deal. We're the landowners. Brett comes with the lease, you know, <laughs> but, um, but I really want them to get their own job, you know, their own identity, you know, to. And really, they want that. They don't yeah, want handouts. I mean, they only, he comes when he, you know, when it fits my schedule and or his schedule. And so but I really want them to have something that is this is what I do every day. You know, this is what this is my routine. So. So can you talk about that that program? And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the the program and you said, and the Taylor, I'm sorry. Okay. So can you um, talk about that? Because there's somebody, and I don't think businesses realize what's available when when you're hiring. Well, we live in California, so it could be different in all different states. Um, So we belong to the regional center because of their diagnosis. They continue to be a, a client of regional for a lifetime. So we have ILS, which is independent living skills. So that helps them at home to learn how to manage their banking, learn how to do transportation, cook for themselves. Well, you know, all the things that to get them to live independently, you know, whether they stay at home or they, you know, live on their own in an apartment. And then there's something called tailored services. And so that is where they, you know, they're, and they break them out in different in hours and stuff where they teach them how to um, apply for jobs, either on the computer or, you know, online, online, computer, online, or fill out an application. Mostly it's all, you know, on the computer now. They train them how to interview. So they mock interviews. And then once they do interviews, they go with them in interviews. And if they get the job, the tailored service will provide a shadow for the independent, you know, for the individual. So what does a shadow mean? A shadow is like an aide, you know, somebody that will, will go with them to work to make sure that it's almost like their little super, their supervisor to make sure that they're following the protocol of their job, you know, to keep them on task, to make sure that they are doing what they're supposed to be doing, you know? And so, and then, you know, they would, step back as much as they can until they can be released and be able to do their job hundred percent, you know, independently. So, so yeah, so we ha- really didn't get a chance to, well, we did, Troy used it when he was at the nursery because it was really hard because it was a very monotonous job, you know, watering, you know, and of course, you know, Troy wants to water everything, but the plants, you know, or got distracted or, you know, he, you know, go do his little like, you know, a little, I call it his chivo running, his goat running, going to one spot to another and then coming back. So she'd have to redirect him. So a lot of redirecting um, where Brent and Troy are totally opposites. Brent, you just have to kind of show him something. And Brent, it's, it's, it, I mean, I, I really applaud him because I am, um, my friend's husband has a little home invention that he did and he does it out of his home. And so she goes, Hey, do you think one of the boys, maybe Brent can come and help Gary? So Brent goes there once or twice a week when he's, you know, busy and he needs them and he helps him do a little assembly work. And so the thing about I like it is that the people that are accepting and want to work with special adults or kids is they have big hearts. And so Gary has like become 
like his best friend at work, you know, they, they listen to rock and roll music and then they fight who's going to, you know, listen to which music today, you know, and they jam to the music and, you know, he's given him a raise already. And, and so he goes, it's so nice, you know, cause I always hire teenagers or high schoolers or college kids or, you know, mostly teenagers. And he goes, I hire Brent. Gary tells me, and he goes, I hire Brent. He shows up on time. He shows up at my door and, and, and I'm still in my boxers because, you know, I'm still drinking my coffee and I'm like, Oh, he's on time. My teenagers never show up on time. And I was like, well, Gary, he's not a teenager. He's an adult. And he goes, I know, but you know, I've known him since he's been a baby. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And, and he goes, and he brings his own water and he brings, you know, he, he's ready to step and work. You know, he, he doesn't fool around or he, he goes, Oh, I can't come in. You know, they're all like, I can't come in or, Oh, sorry, I'm late. And so, and he goes, it's such a refreshing that he's so responsible. And that's what people have to remember is once you give a special adult, a task, they will fulfill it. They will be there on time. It is like they were meant to do this job at the moment, you know, where, I can't even get a 27 year old to come to work on time to be, you know, a technician late every day, you know, and he lives five minutes away and he can't, you know, and he goes, well, I'm late because I got the red light. I'm like, oh my God, then wake up five minutes early, you know? Right. And so, but I wanted to kind of talk about how it makes the difference of giving a job to a special adult. It, it, it really, you can see the change in their character they, they feel honored to be there. They feel like a regular human being. They're not, they're not, they're, they don't feel different. They feel like, Hey, I'm a person. I have a job. I'm here to do, I'm here to do something just like everybody else. You know, so, you know, the holidays are coming, you know, we have a holiday lunch at work for the guys and we do bonuses and we give them free gifts. You know, we, you know, we, we really go out for the holidays for my crew and, and so Brent goes, well, mom, I'm part of the team, aren't I? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, I am going to get a bonus too, right? And I'm like, yes, you're going to get a bonus. He goes, I get to come to the lunch. I'm like, well, you always come to the lunch because, you, you know, you're our kids. And he goes, but I'm not your kid anymore. I'm your employee now. And I'm like, yes, you can come to, you are, you are invited to. And he goes, so it, it's funny how the, their mind change, changes once you give them a job. And so, and it's really nice because my, our team makes them feel welcome and not even because they're our kids. It's because now they know they wear their shirt, they wear their uniform and, and they know they are there to do something, not just to goof around. And so, so, and I can see more compassion, compassion in my employees. They're a little bit more patient. I mean, they always been patient, but they know like, Hey, I really need to step up and show him because he's supposed to do this, you know? So, so, and so we had moved our Porter Bo to service writer. So now we don't have Bo doing all the cleaning and, and doing that. So Brent has kind of stepped up and doing now what Bo does. You know, the only thing Brent doesn't do is he doesn't drive. So, you know, that kind of doesn't, you know, it, it hinders what we need, but you know, he's stepped up and he's doing all the cleaning and the stock inventory and, and so we're pretty soon going to try to see if the guys will like teach them how to take the tires off and, you know, do a little basic mechanical. Um, so that's the next step for him. So, 
That's fantastic. And knowing both of the boys and having been able to spend a little time with them, one of the things about them that they just, they love life. Like they love everything. Like everything is a sense of wonder and just, they are thankful for the the things that we overlook every day and that we take for granted. You know, they, they are just, and boy, they tell you the truth. So if oh, you're talking, there's, there's, there's no hidden agenda on them. Yeah. So it's so, it's so pure. Their emotions are so pure on, on all of the spectrums, the joy, the, you know, you're not pulling that one over on me and this is not what I'm here to do. And you're not my mom today. You're my boss <laughs> or my whatever. And I, I want to have, uh, probably have you back on again with Fred Gistwicky from Fix It with Fred in Ohio. He hired one of his technicians, girlfriend's brother has is special. And I, I can't remember off the top of my head right now what was special about him, but he, he hired him and, and the technician has, has since left and Fred has kept this person. And Fred said it has changed the dynamic of his entire shop of everyone that works there. Like this, this young man has made everyone a better person and in better moods and more appreciative about just the simple things that so many times we, and Fred will tell you that's one of the best decisions he's ever made at his, his shop. And he said, there's no, there isn't any value, any dollar amount, any, anything that, that you could put on what they brought to the table and how they, they just made everybody's lives better and the engagement and everything. And so I, I, the reason I asked you to come on today is because we, we forget about so many things and, we have to take time to stop and smell the roses and to look at the the bigger picture and what we can do. And this is something that's so easy because we need, we need employees. Everyone is screaming from the reef, rooftops, regardless of what industry they're in, that we're shorthanded. We don't have enough help. We can't find anybody. And here's an opportunity and every state pretty much has a program where mm-hmm. you can hire. I like the word exceptional, exceptional adults and, and, and young people. I think people. everybody's exceptional in their own special way. They you are. Know? They are. <laughs> and so, you know, there's programs where you're not even really doing the supervising. There's somebody there right. supervising for them. And, and so I, I hope that everybody can consider it and think about it and, if, if people have any questions, Gilda, can they reach out to you? If I, if I put your information, I can, they can contact me too on, on the website and the link, and then I can hook you up. But cause I'm sure that though there'll be for, I know you're going to give me some links for the state of California, but I am, I'm pretty sure it's pretty easy for everybody to go on and just put in their state, you know, Google what resources are available and mm-hmm. listen, even if you're doing it for selfish reasons, because we can't find people to work any, you know, if that's even the only reason that you're looking into this, I don't care, but look into it because I I promise you that anyone that I've ever been involved with in in these situations have, have said how much better their lives are being around exceptional people and, and, you know, bringing them into their business, their home or whatever it is. And they, they want to work. Like you said, we, we have so many people that are working at, because of out of compliance, not commitment, they have to, you know, and here's people that want to work. They want to work. So let's put them to work. I think it's just that the fear in, in us or in everybody is like, 
oh, they're going to get hurt. Oh, they're going to, you know what? They're going to get hurt just like anybody else, you know? And you're doing, I I know the time is off, but Mike did this with an individual before I even met him, his next door neighbor. He was his parents' age. So he was an older gentleman. And Mike, every Saturday, take him out to breakfast before work. He'd come and work at the shop every Saturday. Mike had a uniform from him and and he would sweep. He would help take the tires off the off the, um, the the cars. He would do whatever the guys needed. And he was a workhorse. He would not stop. And Mike told his mom, which everybody called her grandma and says, Grandma, you know, Carl's doing such a great job. You know, he's my companion. We go to breakfast. He goes to work with me. I take him out to lunch afterwards, after work. And she goes, I want to pay him. She goes, she goes, Mike, she goes, you are giving him something that nobody can give him in the world. He goes, you are making him feel like a man, like everybody else at your shop. Everybody has embraced him. And he goes, that's his highlight of his week is to go to work on Saturday. And I'm like, oh, you know, and I'm so, you know, just my heart right now. So, you know, and he was our next and he, he mowed everybody's lawn. And but on Saturdays, he his day was with Michael and that was Michael's best friend. And, you know, we moved, but we kept in touch and we just heard it was um, from an old neighbor that he's now in a in a in a, a facility because he's 88 years old. You oh, know? my gosh. Yeah. OK. Yeah. But, you know, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, Michael was doing this before the realm of like, you know, awareness and stuff like that. And, you know, I couldn't pick a a better husband and a better father because he was in training, you know, for Brenton Troy with Carl, you know, so it just, you know, you you just, it's, it takes special people to work with special people. (laughs) So, and just open your hearts and, and welcome them. And, And they're, they're not any different, you know, they do have limitations. You have to make adjustments, but you're making somebody's day so much better. I will tell you this. Don't ask them if your butt looks fat in your jeans because you will oh get that. <laughs> and I'm using that as an example. They obviously never say things to me about my butt, but they, they, you know, when you want well, they a straight, have on me, so yeah. when you want a straight shooter, when you want honesty, when you want, yep. <laughs> Brent and Troy are your man, your men for are. sure. They, they are. They but, are. So they're so funny. They're so they're just so funny. The the things that they come up with. Well, I really appreciate you joining me here today, and I hope that we can do a few more of these and raise awareness, but also help with. We need people. We need people that are reliable that want to get to work on time. That you know are not going to be calling in sick on every whim and not you know changing their minds every two minutes and being there because they truly want to be and not because they have to be. And so this is like a perfect marriage of, of making the world a better place and fulfilling a need that every single business has. So I appreciate you talking about it with me today and um, I'll see if maybe we can't get Fred on and maybe if you can speak to one of the aides or something, and they maybe can come on a little bit and, and talk about that with us because absolutely, I think this is just, just a wonderful thing and you are wonderful and the boys are wonderful. And so is Thank Mike. You. And I just adore all of you. So I appreciate it very much for you being with me. Anytime. Thank you.
Okay, we will be back next week for our next episode. And I will have all of Gilda's contact information and everything in the links. And as well as mine, you can reach out to me and say, hey, can you set something up with Gilda? And uh, we'll go from there. So thank you again, everybody. Stay safe, make good choices and stay inspired. And we will be back next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane, your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can.